Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another broadcast on the Soul of America Radio. Tonight, you're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness, with your host, J.R. Thicklin. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Blog Talk Radio, hosted and produced by the Soul of America Radio. Comments made on tonight's broadcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Blog Talk Radio, the Soul of America Radio, or its host. Healing takes you from a place of pain, abuse, violence, rejection, and abandonment to a place of hope, healing, and power. All aboard with your author, activist, advocate, and friend, man of purpose himself, and your host for the evening, Mr. J.R.
Okay, um, I'm here, uh, and uh, I, I was muted for a minute there and couldn't get on, but I wanted to um, definitely um, give a, uh, the first thing I want to do is I've been talking, y'all, for the last, Tony, are you there? Can you hear me? I can hear you live on the air. I, I suppose I, I am. I don't know. <laughs> I, I lost the. Uh, I, are, are you on the host line? Uh, no, I'm not because you were on the host line and no, I was ne- having all ne- kind of computer breakdowns. Neither one of us are right now. <laughs> <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. So why don't you go ahead and get signed in? I'm going to continue to talk. I thought I was off the air. You know, okay, because it said that you were on the host line, but no yeah, problem. Yeah, I've, I've been knocked off. Yeah, okay, I've been I disconnected. See. No so problem. So you go ahead and you can come on back in on the host line. I'm going to continue to talk. Okay, thank you. Okay. Yeah, and um, I'm sorry about this, y'all. I thought I was on the air a while ago, and I'm talking like I'm going 90 miles an hour. But um, what I want, what I had said was when it when there was this dead silence was that my I wanted to say that our hearts go out to everybody that has encountered anything uh, with this thing. And uh, we want to, first of all, give condolences to the family of the 8-year-old uh, that was uh, that was killed. And uh, like I was saying when I thought I was talking to you guys, um, it, it's, it's, it's always a tragedy when this kind of thing happens. But when, it's, uh, when, when children are involved, it increases it by 250,000%. And so... We are speechless here. Um, we are just uh, speechless at this. I mean, I, I've i been in a lot of places and, and done a lot of things, but when you have a, an 8-year-old child that, that falls victim to the hands of such evilness, it, uh, it leaves a gap in you. And so, you know, my family and on behalf of Jay and, and everyone else here on the staff, you know, our hearts definitely go out to the families and everybody that was affected, uh, not just necessarily the uh, the young man, but like I said, when when children get involved, it snatches something from you because you know, I've got four kids, and um, you know you don't you don't want anybody to die, but when it's children, it's just a little something that tugs at you. So I, I wanted to first of all just just say that you know, we definitely will will keep our prayers out for uh, the families of the young man and, and the other two victims that that died today in this tragedy and also our hearts and prayers and concerns to everybody that was affected by this evil uh, that happened today. And only thing I can advise uh, from this standpoint is I sent out a message today that says, uh, may you continue to soar even in the face of evil, and we got that example from our Christ. So I believe that Jay is back on the captain's chair. Are you there, Jay? I'm here, Tony, and I just want to say thank you for not only holding it down through these technical difficulties, but I want to thank you for just bringing that as the forefront of uh, definitely one of the things we want to talk about tonight. Uh, I've not gotten all the details. I was kind of tending to some issues with my uh, Elling mother at the time that uh, this incident happened, but I've since read just a little bit about the uh, tragic incident there uh, that's taking place there in Boston. And, uh, you know, Tony, we're, we're living in a time, you know, unfortunately, 
there was a time that we didn't see so much violence and so many things like this happen, but now it seems like it's it's, it's more often than ever before. And it really raises the question, are we now living in a culture of violence? Are we really living in a culture of violence that, that knows no limits, that, that, that has no regard for children, has no regard for, for the elderly, has no regard for women, has no regard for anyone, and to the point that literally it's a, it's a scary thought to think that our younger children and generations will grow up or, and are growing up in an mm-hmm. environment where violence has become the norm. You know, as, right. as much as I hate to say that and I rebuke it at the same time, but unfortunately that's what we're living in. We're seeing tragedy after tragedy after tragedy after tragedy. And when we continue to have tragedy like that, then people are going to be affected uh, uh, by this trauma that's happening in their lives. And when trauma go untreated, we end up with people that have post-traumatic stress disorder, and oftentimes it is played out through many different ways, not only through psychological situations that are happening to them, but in many ways, uh, ways that become very destructive to themselves and their and the, and you know and, and the society as a whole. So on one end, man. We got to pray. We not we we have to pray for these families that have been affected. And these are and this is one of those incidents, Tony. You don't have to know their name. You don't mm-hmm. have to know them personally. But the fact to think of a human being, innocent people, right, lives being destroyed and being changed forever, right. It's it's enough to make you think about, I mean, listen, if you didn't believe in a God, you want to call on God because the fact we see that humanity is at its greatest, at its greatest, uh, uh, at its greatest weakness right now when life is being taken, when there's no regard for life, when there's no regard for anyone. And, you know, and when we start talking about hope mm-hmm. and healing, which, mm-hmm. which is the name of the show, mm-hmm. if there ever was a time for hope and there was ever was a time for healing, the time is now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and the sad part about it is, uh, according to CNN News uh, right now, there's 138 confirmed injured, 17 critical, and three dead. And in Jay, there's some actual. I can't confirm this, but I've got this from a uh, a, a news source that said that there were some world leaders, you know, that are really anti-American that's sort of enjoying this, and uh, and and that saddens me. It, it, it further. Uh, goes into what you're saying about the times we're living in. You know, this bomb exploded four four hours and nine minutes into the marathon, which um, which is which was very calculated. It was it was calculated and and intended to kill not not marathon runners, not policemen, not government. It was calculated to kill American citizens, kids, families. Because if you think about it. The, the average time for the normal runner is 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 about three hours or three and a half hours somewhere up in there. I'm not I'm not exactly sure on that, but I do know that around the four hour mark is when you get the 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 people that ran just to say they ran, and usually their families are there to support them, and children are there to support them. So this was a cold, calculated act, and terror is designed to frighten people. And that's what this is designed to do. It's designed to frighten people. And that's why I'm glad there are shows like this that we can tune into, like you said, that that offer some form of hope and healing. Because when you get into situations like this, Jay, 138 people, 
17 people uh, injured is critical. This is something that you really, 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 you, you have to turn and face. You, you know, you, you can't just say, well, I can't look at it. you got to turn and face it and begin the hope and the healing because once you begin to realize that, hey, man, this world is, is changing. you got world leaders, uh, from what I understand, that's quite comfortable with seeing us uh, go through this. Matter of fact, uh, around the time this attack went out, a little afterwards when the world probably knew about it, North Korea was making another threat. Like, yeah, we know that happened. You know, we know people were hurt, but we still got some threatening to do. So the world still goes on, man. and, 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 yeah, right now is when we definitely need to put our heads together and uh and 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 start with healing and it starts in small venues like this it starts with a couple of people getting together it starts with the president making his speech today saying hey look you know we're going to get beyond this we're going to move on it starts in the kitchens and the homes and 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 these type of shows so i i agree with jay 100% you know tony one one of the things that is so critical because you know we're we're also living in a time that you know you almost have to be politically correct in what you're saying, how you say it, and that's that's really sad as well. But but Tony, we we also know that right about now, when we continue to see horrific acts of this nature happen, when we continue to see things that was unfathomable years ago happening right here in the, on the soil of the U.S. of A., we have to go back as a nation. And we have to look back and we have to see, we have to examine some things. We really do. We have to examine where have we moved? What 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 has made us as vulnerable today? What has caused us to be such a target? And then beyond that, I, I think there was a quote. I, I had the opportunity uh, on this past Saturday, this weekend, I, that I spoke at a ending gun violence um, a rally. And, that, you know, mm-hmm. and of course, this is dealing with the gun violence legislation and all those things. And one of the things that was interesting was a quote that was paraphrased by Dr. Martin Luther King, in which he mm-hmm. warned our country back then, 40-something years ago. And he said basically this. He said to us that literally, if we're going to be a nation that really prosper, he said the danger to any nation whose military where where there's more money spent on the military than it is in taking care of his people, that we're in danger, that we're in danger of chaos. He talked about the fact that when we neglect the people itself Mm -hmm. and we have more to do with the things of God, I know people say that's for our protection and all those things, but we're out of hand. We're out of hand somewhere along the line. The balance within our country must come back, and our focus must come back, so that 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 not only are we cognizant, not only we're cognizant of the evils around us, but going back to a people who, when, when we stood for something, Tony, there was something about this nation that other nations feared at one time. There was something about this nation that other people feared, and I don't think it was always just the size of our military, because we have to understand this, that America have not always had the largest military. America has not always been the superpower it became. There was once upon a time when we were not and did not have those things, but we still had the respect of other nations. Somehow or another, it goes back to almost a scripture that talks about, you are the salt of the earth, but it's the salt that's lost its savor. You know, it's therefore good for nothing but to be trotted up under the feet of men. And so I think that America must find its savor again. 
We must find our will to live. We must find our will to stand for something. We must find our will to unite our hearts beyond hatred and bigotry, beyond greed and, and uh, greed and destruction. We must find that will of common good again. We must find that will where we are our brother's keepers again. We must find that place where mm-hmm. we are people that truly stand for something because if we do not, we will continue to suffer at the hands of so many things. And I and I say that not saying that, well, this tragedy happened because of that, but I do say that this tragedy has happened, and these tragedies are happening more and more in our country. Let's get back to what we used to do or what we knew to do. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, people people are arguing about this one nation under God, and you know, in our cries for liberties, we're becoming diluted as a nation. In our right. cries for liberties, we're becoming, if you would, weaker as a people, and we must be restored to that place that we need to be. Right, that's so true. And I, I, I know I'm going to say something. I see you got a call holding eight six zero. We see you there. Um, the, the 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 thing about it, Jay, this um this country. Um, and, and this is the bittersweet part of it. Um, n- no one ever wants to see any loss of life or people hurt, period. And it's sad. It's really sad. And it almost mirrors what, what we talk about weekly on the show here, that when something happens, um, we tend to band together, just like a family that that witnesses a domestic, you know, some type of domestic violence uh, where somebody's hurt or harmed or killed. Absolutely. And that community starts rallying around this Absolutely. domestic violence issue. Well, now as a country, and and, and this is good, we're gonna rally, we're gonna like Obama like Obama said today in his speech, like the president said, there is no uh, Republican or Democrat. There's an American. Well, Jay, I, I present that that should be always the case. And and the exactly. the, the, the only thing I have the only thing that kind of bothers me is on down the road when the media. Decides that well, you know, we, we've done this enough. Uh, we, and I'm not saying you, them, or they. We tend to uh, get put our guard down and get back into the business of things, and uh, we sort of go our own ways. And if we can just pull this thing together and keep it together, I don't think that it can stop the terrorism uh, per se, but I think that it will give us. Uh, a mindset to where uh, when these things happen, even though we, we can't adjust, you know, you can never adjust your thinking, I guess it would give us the mindset to even grow closer and to stay knit. And uh, 9-11 happened, man, We everybody came together, and then a couple of years later, it, you know, boom, it fell apart. And so um, it's kind of mirrors when any kind of violent acts ha- happens, even with domestic violence. It sort of mirrors, you know, and and that's what I'm seeing. That, that that's what I'm hoping now that maybe when we pull together this time, maybe we can make some kind of sense of it all. You you know what I'm saying? Absolutely, because the fact you once again, we must become a nation that's not a reactionary nation, but we must become a nation that is a prevent uh, preventive type of a nation. We must become a people that continue to understand that it is critical and it's crucial right now. Uh, you know that we ba- that not only do we bind together, but we stand today. That we stand uh, and we stand together, uh, and we stand not just for the moment, but we stand because it is the right thing to do. That we bind together, and it's amazing to me the moment that things ease up or appear to get a little better. 
Right. We begin to slide back and we begin to, uh, you know, regress back to old habits and things that we're no longer watchful of. And we, we start crying for more of this and more of that and freedom of this and freedom of that. And, you know, but, you know, and I have to say this, Tony, because one mm-hmm. of my favorite passages of Scripture that is all that is oftentimes, I think, overlooked by many people. But if I would be honest. Of the first book that was ever put in my spirit to write, it really should have come from this passage of Scripture there in Galatian. And it says, Paul says, he talks about, he says, And brethren, we have been called into liberty or freedom. <laughs> right. But he said, But let not our liberties, our freedoms, become an occasion to the flesh. Right, and I right. believe that's what we've seen, that in the name of crying for freedoms and liberty, guess what we've done? We got what we wanted, but we lost what we had. Right. We got what we wanted, but we lost that that thing that bound that bind that, that that binds us together. You know, we was all taught, you know, um, the pledge of allegiance. You know, and you, like myself, grew up in the South. You know, I mean, right. and I can still remember in our early days, we would we would cite the pledge of allegiance. And the part that stuck out with me, Tony, was one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Mm-hmm. But do you remember the early days that right after that we would start singing, My country is a thing? Oh, right. We went right into it. And there was right. a sense of patri- uh, the patriotism that even as a child that you knew. But that patriotism for me was deeply rooted in that verse, in that part of the uh, pledge that said, One nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. And I, exactly. I and I'm amazed in that we are now in a society that literally we we have we have made God invisible. We've done all we can. We've legislated him out of everything. No wow. need to have him in there. And we did say it's because of religious freedom. Going back to that word again, liberties. Let not your liberties become an occasion to the flesh. It's not because of religious liberty. It mm-hmm. is because of the fact that when one's heart moves away from a from from a from a guiding point and a guiding force in our lives, then we go off the we go off the other end. And I mm-hmm. believe this. And I don't you know me, I try hard not to make this show uh you know a, a religious show necessarily. But mm-hmm. I believe this. I believe this part portion of scripture that says this that if my people which mm-hmm. were called by my name would number right. one humble themselves and pray. Right. And then he says something more importantly Turn from our wicked ways. Right, right. He said, and I noticed this, and then he gets a time. He said, then. <laughs> he said, then. He said, then. Now, if you do that, then will I hear from heaven, and I will forgive right. your sins. He said, I know you're going to sin, but I'm going to forgive them, and I'm right. going to heal your land. I don't think there's a caller out there today that could not agree more that our, our land needs healing. And our land needs healing in a great way. Our land needs healing right now. Our land needs healing, and we have to be about healing. And that's, you know, that's part of what this show tries to do, bring about Mm -hmm. some form of healing, bring about some form of hope. Because, listen, it may be bad. It may look bad right now, but we're not giving up. We're not giving up because right now we know that it can, that that it can turn around. And I believe that it's going to take people that are willing to step out and to step up, step up in order for things to turn around. Definitely. So, so, you know, Tony, that's where I am tonight in, in terms of that. Uh, my heart just goes out. You know, I, I've had the opportunity to visit Boston, a beautiful city there. I've had, to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I've had opportunity to be in Boston uh, uh, there, I believe, one year uh, 
right around the time of the marathon. And so my mind goes back now to think about the fact that this has happened and just think about, you know, knowing the whole feeling of that city and whole feeling when the marathon is going on, the whole mm-hmm. feeling when things are happening like this, and then to see it tragically, you know, uh, tragically uh, uh, abrupted with this type of thing happening. You know, how does it change everything? How does it change mm-hmm. the way we feel? Once again, our securities, the way we feel, the things we do, what do we what do we do from here? And we have to begin to bring some hope and some healing. So, you know, Tony, I, I just appreciate you just bringing it up. I mean, you're always so great at uh, sharing information uh, uh, that keeps us all informed, uh, you know, and, and it's, it is crucial. It is crucial. Um, you know, and I just continue to say, let our prayers go out tonight for all those that have been affected uh, by this tragedy today and so many other things that have happened to us um, uh, in our society all around us. We're seeing it happen, Tony. I, uh, before tonight, before the marathon tragedy mm-hmm. happened uh, today, I, I literally was coming tonight to, uh, to share some things uh, because of one of the reasons is because of the fact that um, – here locally in, in, in Florida, where I am stationed at, where I live uh, here, we had a number of tragedies over the weekend. We had five young people that were killed in a car accident on late Friday night, five young people between the ages of 14 and 22 years old. Wow. I mean, tragically, I mean, killed. Mostly uh, the ones that was killed, except for one, did not have on a seatbelt. Wow. But nowhere in the wrong themselves driving, coming off the interstate, headed eastbound in a Lexus, and was hit by uh, another young driver, about 21, 22 years old, that allegedly was driving about, who ran a light, who's allegedly driving about 100 miles an hour. Oh, goodness. And so families are, are distraught. These things are happening around us, and it's a time. And, I, you know, it's not a knee-jerk reaction for me, Tony. It's a time that we mm-hmm. must. More than ever, we must not only pray. We must come together. We must. We must have some very. We must have some very meaningful conversation. We've got to reach across to one another. You know that old that that age long question: Am I my brother's keeper? Come to mind, right. and we have to become just that. That's true. And and before I go, I wanted to tell people. I don't know. Now they said there was some Alabama connections. Uh, you can go if you if you're trying to find a loved one that might have been at the marathon and you can't reach them. I know the phone service had been disrupted there. Um, they had st- actually shut off the cell phone service there. I don't know if they have restored it or not. But if you look and Google has something on, if you go to Google, just go to Google and put in in the search engine Google Person Finder uh, Boston Marathon. And it will take you to some sites that can help you. Google is teaming up with law enforcement there to help you locate individuals uh, just out of concern because the phone service was shut down. So if you're listening tonight and you have someone that you have not been able to reach or you might want to just check on, uh, they do have that set up. Just go to Google and type in People Finder. Boston Marathon, and uh, or just people find it, and it'll be all over the internet, and they'll help you locate uh, your loved one as best they can. 
You know, thank you so much for that information, Tony, because we need it. We we need it. Uh, there are people out there that are practically uh, definitely trying to connect with people that are there. We want to make sure that they have the opportunity. Uh, I know that you said we do have a caller on the line, uh, area code 860, and they want to be on the air tonight, and we uh, definitely want to entertain their question. And I don't know how long you're going to be with me, Tony, but I, uh, you know I always welcome you inside of this. It's always uh, great to be able to have your interaction inside of this. Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to hang out with you at least to the break. Okay, thank you so very much. Caller, area code uh, 860, uh, you're on the air with us. Welcome to Hope and Healing, a journey to hold us. Good evening. This is Minister Pamela Hawkins. How are you? I'm doing great, Minister Pamela Hawkins. I, I definitely know the name. I'm so glad that you joined us tonight. Yeah, I um, it was quite informative. And just in listening to everything, whether it's the domestic violence or one of the things you mentioned, as far as our country was feared, we had a small army. But what we need to realize is that we had a big God. Exactly. The level of faith, right. the level of prayer that we had, the foundation of the home has transitioned. There's been a shift. Um, as a divorced mother who went through several transitions, and when people visit my Facebook or whatever, and they, they find something, it's because of the, the journey God has taken me through learning as a single black mother who allowed the father the revolving door and having to raise four black men to be godly men. Of course, they had their own journeys, and they don't always agree. Well, I don't agree with their choices, but I know that I gave them a foundation. So for the most part, I kind of don't worry about them because deep down inside, I know there's certain things they will and won't do because they're within that certain boundary, that hedge that God has us in. But I grew up during a time where it did take a, a, a village to raise a child. You know, the neighbors weren't afraid to get in your business. We had what they call shame. Somebody could tell you you ought to be ashamed of yourself, and you felt <laughs> bad. So, Absolutely. I mean, there's, there's been a transition in children having children, and as a result of them not being equipped with certain foundational truths growing up, it's affecting generations. Our children for a while, have become casualties of war instead of warriors taking no casualties. So this thing was reversed. Me, myself, I don't have a television in my house. People ask me how I'm informed. I stay in prayer more than the average person because I'm driven by the anointing of God. When he calls me to pray, I pray. Um, it's not that I haven't worked. I've had what some people call very impressionable job. I've had the job in investments. I was working investments when a 9-11 hit and had people calling having heart attacks on my phone because they had wrapped their entire life up into their money and the money they had put put in. And granted, America was flourishing then. People were making money. They were buying homes. But they had lost grip on reality and with the foundation where their treasure should be placed. Now, the, the sad part is that America has a short memory because if, in fact, we remember those times when we came together during 9-11. We wouldn't be where we are today. Those babies that died in Connecticut wouldn't be where they were, and it wouldn't have happened. We don't have enough people praying and pouring into our young people. It's, it's almost like business as usual. Everybody's career-oriented, and they have goals that they've set. And somewhere along the line, we've, we've, we've sacrificed our children by buying them things instead of Pouring into their life substance and values You know and, and One of the things I had to learn the hard way is Even those single parents It's not a tr it's a tragedy But it doesn't have to be a failure As a single parent because you Choose either you have a negative influence Or a positive one 
where, you know, I had the positive influence, but at some point when it became negative and he decided to do things contrary to the will of God, and I have to go back to my foundation because I'm not a religious person. I'm a spiritual person. Absolutely. Then then my son, it, it was a domino effect. And even when your children are older, if a divorce happens or there's something negative, it's going to be a domino effect in the lives of your sons and daughters. And it has to be somebody who's willing to help be there during the healing process. And when you release your children, it's because God says release them. They're ready for the journey that he's going to take them on. So well, you, know, so you, you, made, uh, you made a lot of great points there. I just want to slow it down because you hit so many things right on the head. And for those of you that may be listening by Internet, today you're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness, right here on the Soul of America radio uh, network here. And we're so glad we have a caller that has called in. I think the name was Minister Pamela Hawkins. And just sharing some great things. We begin tonight and talking about the tragedy uh, there in Boston today. And, and we literally have gone from there to, to talk about how America's attitude and how America has been in terms of things that have happened in our country, especially over the last, uh, if you would, 10 to 15 years. We continue to see signs that are there that is being told. There are prophetic messages, if I may use that term, that is, that is coming across, but we're not hearing it as a nation. And so often, because of the fact that we've redefined success, we redefined what priorities are, and as a result, somebody or something is sacrificed. And in most cases, our future is because our children, they are sacrificed. Our, our values have been sacrificed. Our families have been sacrificed. And we still have not gotten the message as of yet. And that was one very important point that has been made. Those of you that may be listening by phone today, if you'd like to call in, uh, if you'd like to have a question or comment, that's area code 323-784-9638, area code 323-784-9638. If you would like to have a question or comment, simply hit the number one on your keypad there that lets our producer know that you want to uh, have a word to say, a question or comment, we'll get you right on the airway. Uh, Minister Hawkins, let me get back to something that you said that was so incredibly important. And you talked about the fact that how, because we are kind of sold out to what I call capitalism in the sense of the fact that now we are so influenced by by everything, media and everything. So our children have been brought up in a culture where they feel that they have to have the same thing that everyone else does. And so what happens now is the fact the sacrifice of the family. So I'm going to work three jobs because I want my kids and my family to have these things because we have used those things to be the baseline to compare and to be able to determine whether or not we're middle class, upper middle class, whether or not we're, you know, we're in the flow of things. But I, I, but I submit that we got what we wanted once again, but we lost what we had. We lost the value. We lost the structure. Our children are growing up in a very, uh, very indecisive and a very shaky world. Uh, listen, uh, now one of the things that you said that I thought was so important, you're talking about how we have children having children and younger and younger people having babies. But, but can, we, can we go back one second? Because as I remember, and you guys correct me, mm-hmm. there always been a time where there have been young babies, there have been young mothers. Uh, when I think about the fact of uh, my mother's first child she had when she was 15, and even back then, 
But there was something different about the culture then than it is now. And I think one of the things is this is number one, they didn't just keep having babies because they were made mm-hmm. to they were made to understand this was not the right thing to do and there was a cloak of shame that happened. Uh yeah. I know growing up I grew up in Alabama, Tony, you did as well. I mm-hmm. can recall in those early days when a female became when a when a teen girl became pregnant, somebody knows she mm-hmm. disappeared. Because she was not allowed to go to school during the daytime. She either went to night school or she was somewhere else. Now, And her today, friends couldn't hang out with her no more. Exactly. And, exactly. And people say, look, distance mm-hmm. yourself. Today, that, that type of thinking has been made to be look like uh, that is bias, that is hatred, that's not love, you're, you're, you're wrong, you know, why would you do that? You shouldn't do that. So in one sense, we become bleeding liberals on one end, and then we now have rewarded teens and other people for having babies young. So now we got teenage girls that are 17 and 18 with four and five children because what? Now they calculate, well, I get so many, I get so much money if I have this one, that one, the other. So now the whole point, we forget about the life, the quality of life, and what is the future, and we've traded that in, unfortunately, for things. And and I think one of the things that was said um, when I was listening was that the evil, the level of evil that it took to take in and actually plan something like this. Um, I It was strange because, again, I don't have television, but I knew something was going on because I just went into this prayer mode, and my heart was so burdened. I think I was in prayer maybe an hour, you know, and my, my sons already, they know how their mother is. It's like, okay, something's going on in the spiritual realm. Leave mommy alone. She's, she's shut off. Something's mm-hmm. going on. And when I came out of prayer, I put a couple of posts on, on on Facebook. You know, there are times where I say, you know what, there's tears falling from heaven, and then I'll hear something later. But when I found out what was going on, what, what came to me was it was planned, you said, four hours and something after. If I'm correct, the men had already run their marathon. It wow. was primarily women coming through at that point. Mm-hmm. Women are are those that carry the seed of godly children. So of those that were carrying or, or or were destined to carry godly children, the enemy was trying to take them out before they were that twinkle in the mother's eye. See, we, we look at things, and this is where a lot of people, I guess, they they have to have that foundation. We look at things in the natural realm and try to change it in prayer in the spiritual realm. When God is saying, I made you a spiritual being, you need to stay in the spiritual realm so that you can feel what's going on and, and what you change and what you warfare and what you do in the spiritual realm, it's going to affect the natural. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. We got it kind of backwards. We really have it backwards. Um, so, yeah, of course, people are walking in the flesh because they're not walking as that spirit, spirit man or woman that God called you to be. So, And it's not an easy place to be. I, I find myself constantly, I always know when I step outside of that realm because my, my, my spirit is troubled. But in, in saying that, this was something that was planned. Yes, it was an attack from the enemy because I truly believe that there's always a greater a greater reason, something that we don't see, that is going on behind the physical and the purpose for it. <clears throat> now, like you said, everybody's coming together right now they're in prayer. But how long is that going to last? Those children that lived through that and were affected, unless somebody is truly praying over them, 
and seeing mm-hmm. to it that they get the spiritual, psychological, all the healing that they need, then that's another generation that saw something morbid, horrific, and it's going to affect them and change the rest of their life. That's true. It's not and, and you know. It's not going to be business. It's that domino effect thing in the spiritual realm that we don't see. It, it's not just business as usual. Just like I, when when the nine eleven hit, it was because I was in investments. Of course, we have the screens all over the place. Um, there were people jumping out the windows. It was such a surreal moment for me. By the end of that, everything was done. I almost collapsed. Everybody's looking at me like I'm crazy. Well, you're in a safe place. No, spiritually. I'm in a safe place because I stay in prayer, but you have to feel that. It's no way. I, I was telling myself, I said, this, I remember you didn't see people kiss on TV. Are oh, you yeah. kidding me? Right, Even right. with the interracial couples, they made, you know, they implied it, but you never saw it. And I, now, I was born in New York, raised in Philadelphia during the Rizzo time. I was pregnant with my son when they dropped the city bomb. Mayor Good was mayor, and they dropped a bomb on the city of Philadelphia. Who does that? Wow. Who does that? I've, I've, you know, praise God, lived through some things and, and been able to witness some things. I thank God. My mother had me at 14, but I had a praying grandmother who died at 96 who was there to see my first ser- sermon. I praise God because even when girls had babies young, like you were saying, there was somebody older. You're going to sit your butt down. Shame on you. Exactly. Shame so- on you. Your friends couldn't hang out with you no more. Mm-hmm. Because you were considered a bad influence I remember my first day My grandmother said You know what I'm going to give you two baby aspirin It was Johnson Johnson baby aspirin little pink aspirin Yeah she I said, remember those. She, said, <laughs> she said that's your birth control And I was like birth control She said you put them between your knees And if you get hot enough to melt those aspirin You can do what you want <laughs> She had me scared to death I was like okay <laughs> but, but I was raised with certain Foundations and virtues And I don't know if I was more scared of her or God She was running neck and neck with God when uh, I was Exactly, up. back in the day Our parents and grandparents <laughs> were synonymous You know, they, she was like 1A and 1B <laughs> Okay she, It was a fear, a reverential fear And, you know it, It's sad because even with all this stuff Happening, the bombing and stuff like that Like, I know one of the topics was Abuse, you know, um, domestic abuse And violence, I lived through that too and the wonderful part is that the whole time God was there, the whole time. Absolutely. And, and a lot of these children have grown up and they've seen the domestic violence. It, it, it's not always physical. It's the emotional, the psychological. Sometimes the scars that you can't see are more detrimental than those physical scars. Absolutely. And, and, and that, truly, and that, that that's definitely wisdom there inside of that. And it's one of the things that we continue to talk about and we continue to raise the uh, awareness on. Um, you know, there are so many things that are happening in our society that need to be addressed. Mm-hmm. And many of you that are listening to us across the country here on Soul of America Radio Network, uh, those of you that are, that are in the great state of Alabama and uh, next door in Georgia and stuff, uh, next week I will be there uh they're speaking at a domestic violence conference, a victim center conference. There will be the keynote speaker on Tuesday, April 23rd there at the Birmingham Botanical mm-hmm. Gardens there in Birmingham, Alabama. Here's a conference that's being sponsored by the Birmingham Police Department, their Project mm-hmm. Faith, the FBI of Northern Alabama, the YWCA uh, of Central Alabama, uh, In Motion Consultant. Uh, uh, boy, there are so many uh, 
sponsors to this particular conference, but mainly inside of all of that, and I do understand when I'm taking those type of platforms and stages that we will be around a lot of people that will talk about this from a very natural standpoint, that will talk about it from a very victim-centered standpoint, but uh, let's make no bones about it. The reality is that this is also very much a spiritual issue, and until we begin to address it from that and, and, and the perpetual seed that continues to go on from one generation to, to the next, then we're not making any inroads. We're not doing it any justice, and that's what we must be about. We've got to be about that in this day and time, and we've got to be about that um, as we continue to address this issue because it doesn't go away simply because someone lets up from talking about it. So even as we're talking today, I want to invite you to call in today. We're right up on a break here today. So glad to have a caller that called in today, and you can do the same thing, area code 323. That's right, the number that you called in, area code 323-784, and you want to be able to get in. Let me finish giving you that number there, area code 323-784-9638, area code 323-784-9638. That's the way you get in tonight. That's the way you're able to reach us. And if you desire to have a comment or question, simply hit the number one on your keypad, and we'll get right back with you. We'll get you on the air. Our producer will let us know. And um, and we're going to uh, be here for you all night long. I know we're scheduled to go until 1030, and uh, we'll talk to our producer if we want to go a little longer than that. But as long as you're calling and as long as you want to be a part of this tonight, we welcome you, and we're so glad that you're on the air with us even right now. Thank you so very much for calling. Uh, right on the other side of the break, this is J.R. Ficklin, and you're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. I'll see you right on the other side of the break. Coming up on the Soul of America Radio, go to soulofamericaradio.com for more information. Thicklin, who brings you hope and healing, a journey to wholeness. 
we have more programming coming up, brand new shows, I promise you that. But you stay tuned right here on the Soul of America Radio. And thank you for all of the wonderful correspondence through cards, emails, and everything else we received saying that you want us back. We are back. This is the one and only Sword. And now here's your host, J.R. Stiglin. Martin Luther King was assassinated in April. 
April 15th, the Boston Marathon. Of course, we know about that today. Mm-hmm. April 16th, the VA Tech Massacre happened. Mm-hmm. April 20th, and I'm not familiar with the years, but I'm just giving you the, 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 the Aprils. April 20th, Columbine. 1997. Shooting happened. Exactly. Yeah, and April 20th. April 19th, Oklahoma City bombing. April 19th, the Waco tragedy. So I can't tell you exactly why this happens, and and really I don't feel that's my place to, but I can say this, that if you see a pattern of something, Jesus did advise us to be sober and vigilant and, and watchful. That means that it's okay to be watchful. It doesn't mean panic. Doesn't mean be scared. Doesn't mean live in fear. He just simply says, "Watch, be sober." And so, with that in mind, with the caller that called a minute ago, I think we lost her. Um, uh, she, if she's still there, just hit number one on your keypad, and we'll okay. get you on. Okay. Well, you know, the thing about it is, is that we, I, 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 it's any month. Paul said we ought to always pray, but when you see something that sticks out a little bit, it looks like, you know, like she said, just hop on that thing in prayer. Um, and, and I'm not saying that, saying we need to rally and everybody pray in April, but it's just a thought, it's just a fact that so much violence, I mean evil violence is happening in April. I mean, you look at it from the American Revolution all the way to today. Now, Lincoln was assassinated in April. Abraham Lincoln was assassinated in April. Uh, it's just amazing to me the amount of stuff, and it's always within that time frame of April 15th through the 20th. Well, one thing I would say is this, Tony, I think that definitely you're on something. You know, earlier today you heard me talk about the fact of not hear that we've got to be more studious to hear the prophetic voice and the prophetic signs and the things that are being said to us uh, out there. And when we don't hear that, what we're doing, we're ignoring things. You know, nothing happens without God giving us warning in one way or another. When we look at things happening, under th- under, we have to understand times and seasons. You understand the Bible says mm-hmm. to us in Ecclesiastes, to everything, there's a time and a season and a purpose to everything that's under the sun. So we understand something that there are certain seasons, certain things cannot grow. There are certain things, uh, seasons, certain things cannot happen. And yet, it's still when those seasons are, uh, are are conducive for those things, those things happen. Now. If we look at this in terms of even a spiritual portal out there, we must understand that there are seasons that are out there. There are what we call a satanic high holy days, and those seasons happen. If we're hmm. not strategically positioned inside of understanding spiritual warfare, and, I, and I, we have to go there. I know some of our uh, traditional lead, uh, listeners or long-time listeners say, well, he don't generally get that far into it on this show hmm. because we've tried to make it a show that will appeal to hmm. all people. But let's get it straight. I like to say what the young people say. Let's not get it twisted. We're not oblivious to the fact that it is the spirit realm in which things happen. And we are seeing now the natural manifestation of what's been going on in the spirit realm. So what must we do? We must arm ourselves likewise. And it goes back to what we were talking about earlier, when we, as a nation, as a people, when we fall asleep at the wheel. Why? Because too often comfort and convenience is the enemy of progress. 
Comfort and convenience is the enemy of people pressing their way. Comfort and convenience is the enemy of people being persistent. And so when we become comfortable and convenient and then we allow lethargy to spread in and people get lazy and people no longer begin to press in and have a conscience. And that's what you're saying because that's what it's saying over there in First Peter. It says be sober. The word sober means to be alert, to be enlightened, mm-hmm. to be awakened, mm-hmm. and to be vigilant. Not mm-hmm. to be lazy, but to be vigilant. And when we're mm-hmm. not vigilant, what happens is this, that literally our spiritual guards are down. And so guess right. what? We're the gatekeepers. The spiritual gatekeepers are not at the gate like we ought to be. Then guess right. what happens? The, the enemy gets in. The foxes get up under the fence, if you would. All of these things happen. So there's mm-hmm. a responsibility that goes, first and foremost, and we said it earlier when we quoted the scripture there from Second Chronicles 7 and 14, if my people which are called by my name. He knew everybody wasn't going to pray. He knew that everybody wasn't going to stand in a gap. He knew that everybody, but he did say, if my people, which are called by my name, if they would humble themselves and pray. And sometimes the word humble is not just an attitude. Sometimes the word humble is not humble is not just necessarily the opposite of pride. But humble sometimes means that, that we need to become what? Sober enough to reprioritize what is important in life. Humble ourselves and pray and turn from our wicked ways. You know, and that's very important. We do have the caller back on the line, and definitely any of you that like to chime in today that are listening by a phone, you can hit the number one on your keypad. We welcome your comments. We welcome that, and we will uh, uh, we will uh, definitely uh, get you on the airway. So thank you so very much, caller. Are you there, Minister Hawkins? Go right ahead. I sure am. Um, I think one of the things that's overlooked in that scripture is when God says, and seek my face. A lot of us us are not seeking his face. We want to pray. Um, We're we're doing things like using his word and saying, Lord, you know, you said you'd never let your word return you void for the things that we want done, when in actuality it's just manipulation. And humility from experience, it comes from a place of obedience, and you get your stripes. It is not an easy place when you have to walk in humility, not so much before man, but before God. You bear those same stripes. I mean, granted, you know, he was whipped. We are spiritually whipped. We go through things. We have our Job experience where we, and I, I say this not bragging. Yes, I had a waterfront home. I had the bottom of my hills were cow high. I went from car to, vic, to door to door to car. When God stripped me of every false security, and told me, I didn't just call you, I chose you, and this is what I want you to do. It was humbling. It was very humbling. And like Jonah, I went down kicking and screaming. I'm going to tell you the truth. I went down kicking and screaming, but I thank God that he got me to that place where he wanted me to be because now I know that spiritually I'm rich. All those material things didn't mean a thing. And I know that prosperity, that's that's an, that's the easy part. The, the hard part is staying in the place of obedience where you have your ear tuned into God no matter what. Um, people will ask you, well, does the Lord have a word for me? And if you tell them the truth, you know, everybody doesn't want to hear the truth. <laughs> but in obedience, in obedience, you have to say what God has you say because you don't want that blood on your hands. And and the reality is, yeah, humility is not an easy place to be. Humility is not the opposite of being puffed up and proud. Humility is a place that God places you. God walked humble. He could have called down legions of angels and tore Satan up from head to toe. But because of his obedience and his humility, 
you know, we have the right to take and do the same thing that he did, but we are not a praying people. Yeah, we pray, but we pray with selfish motives. It's that humility that says, Lord, let me minister to your heart. Anybody who's a spiritual being, they felt what was going to happen in Boston before it happened. There's no way possible you did not feel the movement and the shifting in the spiritual realm if you say that you know the Lord. Maybe you couldn't pinpoint it. You didn't know exactly where it was, but you had to feel it. Well, that's a spiritual unrest that we should have felt in the earth. And it's so interesting, Mm -hmm. I can recall speaking to my uncle today, I mean, actually yesterday, maybe the day, yeah, the day before yesterday, and uh, and definitely he doesn't advertise himself as being, you know, the most, uh, you know, super spiritual guy. But here's the interesting thing about it. Should I say he doesn't advertise himself as being super religious, and definitely I don't either. But understand, here's the thing mm-hmm. that he said to me the other day. He said, I woke up this morning. He said, I had to just pray. He said, because I felt this eerie feeling in the atmosphere. He said, I felt this eerie uh, feeling in the atmosphere as if something was about to happen. Amen. This is, Amen. you know, day and a half, two days before this tragedy happened. And I think what is so important is that we that are definitely believers, we're going to have to tune in. To, we're going to have to tune in to the Spirit. And we cannot rely on MSNBC, CNN, or any of the network to be our sole sources of what's going on because, once again, all they can do is react to what's going on, but there is something right. about when we tap into the spirit realm, we, guess what, we have a spiritual GPS, we're able to get it ahead of time, and we're able to know what's going there, and then we ought to be able to, be able to go to prayer and be directed to prayer, and that's what's so important today. Thank you so very much, uh, just for chiming in with us today, area code 323-784-9638, that's the number to reach us, area code 323-784-9638, if you desire to have a comment, please just hit the number one on your keypad. We'll be so glad to have you. Tonight is almost open line there, so I know many of you that are there, and we've been talking about the tragedy there in Boston today, but we're still along the lines of so many things, hurt and, and, and abuse and mistrust and, and loss and those things that have happened. Uh, one of the things that I mentioned earlier that I was so prepared to even mention today, and although I know this show is national and it goes across the line, as, as indicated by boards, there are people that are calling from all over the globe even right now uh, at so many different area codes, uh, whether they're in Texas or California, Minnesota, or Virginia, they are calling in today, and there are many that are just listening. Everyone that calls in don't necessarily want to have something to say, and that's perfectly all right. But for those of you that do desire to have a question or comment, we welcome it today. But I was going to mention today we had a terrible tragedy here in the greater Palm Beaches where uh, uh, where we reside at here, and it's just been sad. It's been a whole weekend of violence, not only five young people that were tragically killed in an accident between the ages of 14 and 22, but then just a very following morning where you have a young man killed in a drive-by shooting there uh, and constantly we've had these type of things that are happening there's a spirit of murder there's a spirit of violence that is in the air there's a culture there but when we see those things happen we must understand that we must we must begin to position ourselves in even more so in the spirit we are praying 
We're praying that the will of God is done. We're praying for direction. We're praying for strength. We're praying that we will uh, that we will do that which which God has really put in our heart to do. Some of us we understand, and as our caller said earlier, we understand the tragedy. And when I say that, uh, the we understand tragedy. We understand when we go through things. But when you truly come into the understanding, it is when that which you go through becomes that which God uses not only to be your schoolmaster to teach you, and oftentimes be able to bring bring all out of that experience and to bring all out of that experience to be able to bless others that have gone through something. So even tonight, I know that there are those that are listening that are survivors of, uh, of domestic violence, that are survivors of incest, that are, that are survivors of abuse and, and uh, rape and survivors of many things. And I want you to know tonight, for, for those of you that are listening, and even if you're there, last week our show was about overcoming, and, and we always welcome callers uh, back or whatever uh, to be able to share. But what I want you to know is that just like you went into it, there's a way out of it. And God has prepared a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. But even in the midst of that, he wants to bring forth some things uh, that uh, that is going to make a difference inside of your life, and I so greatly appreciate that. If you're listening tonight, Erico three two three seven eight four nine six three is open. It's open mic night. It's open topic night. Whatever you like to talk about tonight. If you want, if you want hope, if you want healing, if you want us to pray for you tonight, we will do so inside of that. If you want to share tonight about something that you've overcome or, or some experiences that you've had, tonight is about hope and healing. It's about that. And oftentimes, you know, the Bible says that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the words of our testimony, and we love not our life unto death. And, so, and for some of you, your healing actually comes as a result of you actually sharing and begin to speak out of your mouth even the things that you've gone through. And it's a part of a healing process. And I invite you tonight to, to you know, to, to, to walk through that healing process tonight. So that's how you can reach us. Simply hit the uh, number one on your keypad if you'd like to have something to say. That's how you can reach us tonight. We're on. Uh, we're going to be right on even uh, a little later tonight as we entertain your calls tonight. You're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. I am your host, J.R. Thicklin, and I'm so glad that you've joined us here on the Soul of America Radio Network, right here where we're about making a change, we're about making a difference, we're about affecting uh, change in the lives of those that are impacted by abuse, abandonment, rejection, loss, whatever it may be, because we believe that this is a medium, this is a tool that God is using to make a difference in your life. And that's how you can reach us once again. If you're listening by way of Internet, that's www.soulofamericaradio.com. Definitely continue to listen to us there. And those of you that you may be passing this on, as you go there to the website, simply go over there to the tab that says Hope and Healing. And after you hit Hope and Healing there, you know, go into Listen Live. And we're so glad to have you join us tonight, uh, even now. We're going to come up on a break here in just a minute or so, but I want you to know that we invite your call. We invite your comments tonight. We invite you that are listening tonight to have a very intricate part in it. And um, there are just so many things that are going on, because I believe that there are so many people that have been impacted by things that God wants to use them. He wants to use their testimonies. He wants to use what they've gone through to be a blessing to others. He wants to use those things to be a testimony to let others know that you can come out and you can come through. So if you're listening tonight, if you want to share tonight, maybe there's a, maybe you have an event that's coming up that, that is meant to help bring healing and information and awareness and empowerment, you can do so tonight simply by calling area code 323 
784-9638 and hitting number one on your keypad. Uh, and that'll let us know and let our producers know that you desire to have something to say and then just share with us and we'll get you right on the airway. Listen, right after this break, I'll be right back with you. You listen to Hope of Healing, A Journey to Hold Us. I see you there, caller. A number ended at 6962. We'll get you on the air right after the break. You're listening to J.R. Thickland with Hope and Healing. Open Healing, A Journey to Wholeness with J.R. Thicklin returns after this. Want to get in on the conversation? Call Jay at 323-784-9638. Radio and its staff and family encourage you to please let someone know if you're going through a domestic violence situation. If you know someone that's going through a domestic violence situation, please don't stand by and let it just happen. We simply cannot afford to tolerate this any longer. Call 800-799-7233, the National Domestic Violence Hotline, 800-799-7233. It is your business. You can also connect with J.R. Thicklin at his Facebook group, which is Domestic Violence. It is your business. Check him out. Above life. Above your circumstances. You can soar. This is the one and only soar. And now, here's your host, J.R. Thicklin. And welcome back to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thicklin, and I'm so glad that you've joined us this evening here on the Soul of America Radio Network. Uh, Just before the break, we have been in deep dialogue, if you would, not only about the tragedy there in Boston, but we've been talking about literally the nature and the posture of us as a country, as a people, and particularly for those that are believers, that understand that nothing just happens without a reason, and understanding the fact that there's nothing that happens that catches 
takes us totally by surprise, that there are things that are happening out there that does give us some type of warning sign that does let us know if we're in tune that there's something that can be done. You know, even as we talk, there are so many of us that have overcome triumph, have overcome tragedy with triumph, and those things are important to be shared. And uh, we're always welcoming any of your calls, your comment, even if you tonight don't want to talk but you would like to uh, send a comment or question or uh, you like to contact us, you can do so by emailing us at jficklin, that is J, the letter J, that is, T-H-I-C-K-L-I-N, at soulofamericaradio.com. We have a caller that's holding on, that's been holding on. Uh, last number ending at six nine six two, and we want to welcome you to Hope and Healing on the Night. Good evening. Good evening. My name is Gloria Seals, and I am just super excited because I am um, living out my dreams of helping women that have gone through domestic violence and um, rape and abusive situations. And I'm, I'm currently um, getting ready to do a conference um, May 4th, which is a Saturday, um, and it's going to be held at the Holiday Inn. And um, I'm just I'm super excited about it. I don't know what else to say is that I'm super excited about it. Well, Gloria, you know, let, let me I'm finish. Out my do you have yes. do you have do you have an address for that? Because you're you're listening and you're yes, speaking because you, you're speaking to people all over the country right now, and okay. those that are not even listening live, those that will go back and listen to the archive of this before May 4th, okay. and you may not know, they might want to know how can they get here to the beautiful Palm Beaches in South Florida and have the opportunity to attend this very powerful conference. So tell okay. us a little bit more about um, it. Well, um, it's, um, like I say, it's, it's, um, it's going to be, I'm super excited about it. It's, it's, um, not only has, has it been healing for me, but I know it's going to be able to heal, um, hundreds and, you know, maybe even thousands of women, hopefully, as I continue to, um, you know, live out this journey. Um, it's going to be held at the Holiday Inn, which is 1301 Belvedere in West Palm Beach, Florida. And um, they can reach me if they want further information. My email address is GloriaFields43 at yahoo.com. And, um, you know, that's how I can be reached. And my phone number is area code 561-574-6962. Now, Gloria, what and, time um, is this conference beginning that day? Yes, it's going to be from 2 to 6 p.m. Okay. And, and so um, I just want to make sure everyone hears you and understands, because your excitement about this conference, Gloria, you, you say that you're fulfilling a dream, and this dream is not only yes. a fulfillment for you of helping women and helping those that are impacted by domestic violence, but you also said it's also bring about healing for you as well. Elaborate a little bit on yes. that, if you would. Um, yes, about... Um, three years ago, um, I was in a very um, abusive uh, relationship um, to the point where he was he was pl- he was planning to kill me, and um, yeah. Um, then and at this particular time, I wasn't I wasn't at home. I was at his house, and um, he was he had for two days straight. He had been you know threatening me, saying I was. You know, cheating on him, the whole gamut, and he was, you know, um, just pushing me and shoving me and punching me, all all this type of stuff. And then 
the set, and I was going to work in between this. So um, the the second night, he was like, "Well, I will kill you, but you're not worth me losing everything." But when he was standing over top of me, and he while he was choking me, his eyes had turned black, like wow. a total a different spirit had took over him, you know. And um, so I had to make a plan and wait until everything calmed down. And I said, "Okay, how am I going to get away from him? I have to be tactful and I have to be quick." So I um and and mind you he was going to church playing you know playing for his church and all you wow. know um mm-hmm. but uh, I I said okay well he has choir, he he had choir practice the next day so I said okay I'm gonna wait till he leaves and then I called my dad and I was like okay I gotta go and I have to go now and I and wow. I and whatever stuff I had at that at at his place I left it there and I just took whatever belongings I had with me, and I just left. You know, but that's how I got away. And let me ask you a question, because this had to be very frightening. Here is someone, and I want to make sure I capture this for people, because, you know, people sometimes don't seem to understand the impact of domestic violence in the sense of the fact Mm -hmm. that this person oftentimes end up not being the very person that you thought that you were once uh, in love with or that you cared about, and they end up being someone who is quite the opposite. In many ways, they are, you know, they do end up being a different person, and and that becomes... um, if you would, that becomes very uh, challenging for the simple reason uh, because you want them to be that person that you first met. You want mm-hmm. you want to believe that they can get back to that. You you want to believe that there is some type of button that you could just push, and this person will go back to being the person that you thought they would be. And and I would ask you, how difficult is that? Uh, you know, because you want to believe it, but it's not happening. Mm-hmm. But how difficult is that in terms of the decision for many uh, people uh, to leave an abusive relationship? Um, for me, I had to, you know, to, to make up in my mind that I want to, you know, I want to be safe and and I want to get out of this relationship that is toxic. Sometimes, you know, um, women stay because, they they're depending on the individual for their finances and and things like that. And but for for me, I had to like okay, I ha- I have to get out of this because it's a life and death situation. No matter how it may be, you know, I have to move and I have to leave. You know, because um, I can't I cannot. I, I know women personally who who married their abusers and they're in those relationships till this day, and I and it's just it's mind boggling to me that they still stay. And, but, and, um, and though it's mind yeah. though it may be mind boggling to you, you do you understand yeah. some of the pressures and some yeah. of the rationale that may even go on in the mind of a a person who's you know in an abusive relationship. Uh, oftentimes believing that individual will change, oftentimes hoping that the individual will become that person that they believe that, them to be at once upon a time. And 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 then you mentioned something before: those that may be uh, dependent upon it because of financially, uh, they're dependent. Mm-hmm. They don't feel like they can make it on their own, and so therefore, you know, they would get out if they was financially more stable. And so all those things mm-hmm. become real issues and real barriers inside of that. And we have to 
know how to we have to know how to not only address that but we have to also know how to uh you know how to deal with that in time and with wisdom and with patience because you you talk about the fact that even your case there where that individual uh kind of went on with business as usual had choir rehearsal mm-hmm. did what they needed to do but you had to find a time when you could make your move and it wasn't always mm-hmm. the most uh time that presented you right at that moment but you had to find that time mm-hmm. when to get out and you know and 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 prayerfully preserve your life in the midst of it would that be correct in saying yes and um one thing that I, that was that sticks in my head to this day he says i'm not going to change and i don't want to change so that was like okay well then that the light bulb went off and I just knew from that moment because he's, he's a dangerous person and he's not going to change. He's going to continue to live the way that he's living because he doesn't, he doesn't want to. He, does, he, he doesn't see that he's doing anything wrong. So yeah, in this case, so. you said you need to believe when you when they t- show you who they mm-hmm. are, you need to believe them. Yes. Would that be you correct? Fact. And, yes. and that's absolutely correct. And one of the purpose mm-hmm. of your conference that you're going to be on May 4th, and I look to be there with you as well on May 4th, mm-hmm. is that not only is it going to bring awareness, it's going to bring uh, far as resources, uh, where to turn. It's going to uh, bring an opportunity not only to hear, uh, you know, different people do some workshops, but actually to hear other survivors talk about, you know, how they got out of it and the things that happened to them in the midst of it. And I think that is very crucial. And once again, for those of you that are listening, this conference is taking place on Saturday. That's May 4th. Uh, here in the beautiful city of West Palm Beach at the Holiday Inn. If you give that address once again, Gloria. Yes, um, 1301 Belvedere Road in um, West Palm Beach, Florida. So that's 1301 mm-hmm. Beverly Road in West Palm Beach, Florida. Mm-hmm. And uh, Gloria said, if you mm-hmm. like to if you like to reach her by email, you can reach her at let me see. That's Gloria Fields 43 at yahoo.com. Is that correct, Gloria? Yes, that is correct. Okay, see, I'm getting that information because it's great information to have, and we want everyone to have an opportunity uh, to be a part of that. And also, if you'd like to reach Gloria, uh, uh, go ahead and give them that phone number again, Gloria, that they can reach you. Okay, 561-574-6962. Okay, uh, so those of you that are listening right now, Understand, this is very, very important information. And, Gloria, one thing we didn't say, because somebody said, well, I would like to come, but how much, how much is this conference? You want to give them that all-important uh, 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 fee for this conference? <laughs> yes, it's um, just a donation of $10. That's, it. That's a donation of $10. Let me say some folks. Yes. That there is that is priceless what you're going to get there is absolutely priceless and i want you to take advantage of it uh because it's going to be worth your time it's going to be worth it the information alone will be worth you taking the time out to be a part of this conference and i believe this is going on from 2 p.m until 6 p.m is that correct yes that's correct And, and you want to be a part of it people you don't want to miss it Share with a friend, share with a neighbor about this, those of you that are listening, and those of you that are in the Palm Beach area of the state of Florida, please make it a part of that, uh, your being there to be a part of that conference, and, and we continue to support that, and Gloria, you can count on us, we'll be there, and those of you that are also listening, 
in other parts of the country, specifically those of you in the Alabama area. There, I will be there on next. I will be there on next week. Uh, they're speaking at the conference there, uh, sponsored by the Birmingham Police Department and Project Safe. There, we'll be speaking there at the Birmingham Botanical Garden. I'll be your keynote speaker on April the 23rd there, and we're going to be dealing with breaking the silence. And this conference here, uh, Mike's keynote session will be addressing not only law enforcement and, and uh, victim advocates and all those individual first responders, but also the faith community uh, that will be there. And we're looking forward to having the opportunity uh, to address them. So it is real critical uh, time and critical junction uh, of our lives that we must address this issue of domestic violence. Uh, Gloria, I thank you so very much for taking the time to share with our audience. Anything else you'd like to share with them today, I, I definitely want to give you that opportunity to do, do so. And, um, and, uh, and because of the fact, it is crucial. It is critical. Here's mm-hmm. a subject matter yeah. that a lot of people don't want to talk about, but, you know, it, 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 it uh, strikes everyone. It impacts people from every walk of life. For those of you, if you're uh, if you're checking out my Facebook page there, the, both Jay Thicklin uh, on Facebook as well as Domestic Violence, it is your business. Uh, I have attached a article from the day that was in the legacy section of the Palm Beach Post. And there's an article that uh, we wrote there in the paper dealing with specifically domestic violence uh, and the havoc that is re- that is wreaking in the African American community. So take a look at that as well uh, today because it is something very crucial and critical uh, that we need to address. And if you're part of sorority or fraternity, if you're part of a church, you're part of any organization, you need to really make domestic violence a part of uh, one of the charities or part of uh, uh, one of the many needs that your organization is addressing. And uh, we really invite you to do so today. Area code 323-784-9638. That's how you reach us. Area code 323-784-9638. That's how you reach us. I'm J.R. Thicklin, and you're listening to us here on Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. And I'm so glad that you've stopped by this evening to listen to us. Those of you that are listening by way of the Internet, www.soulofamericaradio.com. Go right there to the left side, that tab, Hope and Healing, uh, right there, and listen live. That's how you find us today. If you'd like to be able to reach us, uh, maybe you have a confidential email or just a question or comment that you don't want to ask, but perhaps you want to be answered, just email me at jficklin at soulofamericaradio.com. That will come right to me, and I'll have an opportunity to answer that immediately as we are on the air tonight. So that's how you can reach us tonight. We're going to go just a little further tonight, if you would. I'm going to add 30 minutes on the program tonight. So if you'd like to get in tonight, no matter what that subject matter may be, just simply, if you're calling in on area code 323-784-9638, simply hit the number one on your keypad. Hit number one, and that will allow our producers and engineers to know that you desire to uh, have a question or comment or desire to speak to uh, myself and we will get you on the airway. That's how you reach us today, and we'll be so glad to have you. Look here, we're right up on, on a break here today. I'll see you on the other side of the break. You're listening to J.R. Thickland here on Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness, right here on the Soul of America Radio Network. I'll see you on the other side of the break.
healing, a journey to wholeness with J.R. Thicklin is coming back right after this. You're listening to the Soul of America Radio, LLC. This is the one and only Soar. violence in her lifetime. Every year, nearly three million children witness domestic violence right in their homes. Domestic violence is most likely to occur between the hours of 6 p.m. and 6 a.m. More than 60% of domestic abuse incidents happen right at home. Survivors of domestic violence face high rates of depression, sleep disturbance, anxiety, flashbacks, and other emotional distress. If you or someone that you know is a victim of domestic violence, or if you think someone is, reach out to them. If you are a victim, reach out to somebody you can call the National Hotline right now at 1-800-799-7233. That's 1-800-799-7233. If you didn't have a chance to write that number down, call Jay Thicklin right now at 1-323-784-9638. Speak to Jay right now at 323-784-9638. And now, Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness, continues with your host, J.R. Thicklin. tonight as we've not only talked about the massacre and oh, I won't call it a massacre but definitely the tra- uh, the tragedy that have occurred there in Boston on today as well as the whole culture of violence that we tend uh, and seem to be experiencing in this country we've had uh, definitely some great callers on tonight as we continue to move forward inside of this this is hope and healing a journey to wholeness and if you're just now listening to us and just now tuning in we welcome you and thank you for joining us tonight uh, we do have a caller that's on the line number ending in one five one three and we're so glad that you've joined us tonight welcome to hope and healing a journey to wholeness Thank you so much. Um, and I was listening, I guess, soon as the show started, and I very much enjoyed the other speakers. And 
really enjoyed exactly what they were saying. And as I was listening, I was like, I hope someone just go ahead and say it. And thank you so much, minister, who were on the line before, and also you as well, for bringing up that very important key part and the tragic that happened and today, on today, um, in Boston, not Boston, um, in that city, it is so important that we as believers understand exactly what's going on in the spiritual realm, just like you said, um, and you and the other gentlemen, as far as feeling something within your spirit. Because even on today, while I was out at work, something felt different. I really couldn't pinpoint it. I really couldn't put my finger on it as far as to say, okay, this is going to happen or that's going to happen. But all day today, I don't want to say I felt off, but there was something very different and it was very strong, and I could not shake it for anything in the world until I finally came home and saw the news. And listening to you guys um, converse over the airway, it just all brought it together. And it's a lot of things, like you guys were saying, that needs to happen, needs to come forth, even in America, as far as how we used to be. I mean, God, we trust, one nation under God and everything. And if people actually would go back in history, our land was actually founded on the principles of God, even though some Absolutely. may have perverted it and some may have diluted it to, you know, do their own little thing. But our main thing was God. God was first. He was everything. If it wasn't of him, if it wasn't right, we done away with it. So now, even though America is a free country and we welcome any and everybody, including their religion, in, and like you were saying, you, you know, you're not trying to go, you know, spiritual or religious, but, I mean, the truth has to be said. We have opened the gate to allow any and everything to come in. So, therefore, as we look at our nation, and I just have to be frank about it, we're allowing so many things to come in, and we as believers, and I'm including myself, even though I may not do that per se, but all of us are one, when we see so many things coming against us, what do we do? For the majority of the time, we just sit back, we may complain, we may power, but we're not actually getting up doing something about it. And let me ask you, you a question. Yeah, let me ask you a question, caller. Why do you think that's the case? Why do you think that seemingly the posture of our nation is to be reactionary? The posture of it is to rather be on the complaint side of it than to be a part of the solution side. Why do you think that is the case? Well, okay, you brought up a good case as far as 9-11. Before 9-11, did we as a nation pray? Did we as a nation see God? Did we as a nation repent for our sins? No, we did not. And even with the 9-11 incident, which, you know, was very, very tragic, we gathered together, we prayed. We prayed, we prayed, we prayed, but how long did that last? Until we turned right back around and did our own little thing. And not only that, but even after that happened and so other things happened, it's like we turned our backs. You mentioned um, the incident with the, the teenagers. Um, that was very tragic. That was very, very tragic. And we as a community and um, 
even my even me as an African American and also with our culture, especially where I come from, we turn our backs when we see our kids doing things that they have no business doing. We turn our backs on the kids who are hanging out on the street. Oh, that's not my child. I'm not going to worry about it. My son or my daughter will say that's not my concern. Instead of actually reaching out, grabbing that child, hey, no, come here, young man. Let me talk to you for a minute. No, you're not going to do that. You're not, we're not actually putting our hands to the plow. We're not actually working. And even while I stay um, down south in Florida as well, we've been having other tragic events happening. A young man was just killed in the next city beside me, and nobody actually said who did it. And even though the young man was trying to get it out while he was taking his last breath, everybody pointed who was the victim, but they never pointed at the person who did it. They turned their heads and walked away. And that's what we're doing. We're actually turning our heads and walking away. And like I was saying earlier, we as believers, we're doing a lot of complaining, but we're not stepping up to actually do what needs to be done. We may have a handful who is actually trying to do the work, but everybody is not working. We're not on the same level. We're not on the same pace. So it's like we are doing a lot of talking, but who's actually trying to do what we're talking about? I think you bring up a very good point, and those of you that are listening, area code 323-784-9638. You're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. I'm your host, J.R. Thicklin, and I'm so glad that you've joined us here on Soul of America Radio. Definitely, if you're calling in tonight, if you'd like to have a comment or question, simply hit the number one on your keypad, the number one, and we'll be so glad, absolutely glad to have you in uh, to get, give you an opportunity to say something. Matter of fact, you hit the one on the keypad that lets our producer know that you desire to have a comment or question uh, uh, tonight and have something to say. But I, I want to go back to that part because here's the thing. You know, and, and you know, when we look over history, and, and we, we can learn a lot from when we look at history inside of so many things. You know, behold, it's an African proverb that says it takes a village to raise a child. So we understand that that's an African proverb that says that, that it takes a village to raise a child. Back in the, uh, I guess it was back in the 90s of their Hillary Clinton, uh, definitely ended up writing a best-selling book about that same topic called It Takes a Village to Raise a Child. And I can recall when that book was written, I can recall meeting Hillary Clinton. Uh, uh, shortly thereafter, I met her uh, uh, there at Tallahassee there in the, uh, uh, the capital in Florida, but I can recall how even she was uh, mimicked and attacked uh, by a lot of people from the Republican Party about this book, and people began to criticize and begin to say things like the whole term village was too much like uh, uh, some type of primate type of uh, description. And, and though mm-hmm. they might have said it, too many people even today, regardless of color, uh, have said, you know what, I heard about that village thing, but now we're concerned about who's in the village, who makes up that village. But even more mm-hmm. so, I go a little further, because I think we've lost the we've lost the meaning of it. We've lost the strength behind that village. And what do I mean by lost the strength behind that village? What I'm simply saying is this, when we talk about that village, that village also comes from, from the adage or from the scripture, am I my brother's keeper? So... Mm-hmm. As it was at once upon a time when neighbor was concerned about neighbor, you heard the caller earlier who talked about the fact that uh, 
that was what we call shame. When 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 our neighbor was, would, would put us to shame and say, you know, you ought to be shame of yourself for what you're doing, that was enough to get us a lot of people to pull back and lie. But today we live in a society where no one wants anyone to do anything. We don't have neighbors. I mean, we just have hoods. You understand? We used to use the term neighborhood. We don't have neighbors' hoods anymore. We just have hoods. We're in the hood. We don't know our neighbors. We don't know who they are. We're too afraid to mm-hmm. ask them what their name. We can't even park in the right you know, we're afraid to park in the wrong parking spot because of fact of our neighbors. So we become very antisocial in such a socially uh, media uh, laden uh, society. And yet, it's still we're antisocial. We don't know each other. Uh, everyone is walking on edge. Uh, there's no tolerance. So because of no tolerance, people are afraid to say anything to anyone, and we see it played out all the time. And yet, it's still. We wonder what has happened as a nation. Uh, I witnessed mm-hmm. uh, a very uh, incident that underscores this just a few weeks ago as I stood in the bank line. I stood in the bank line, and ahead of me was this young mother who had two kids, looked to be the ages of four and five, maybe uh, if they were that old, a girl and a boy. And I watched her as we stood in line, and uh, uh, the little girl was all over the place, and uh, the little boy was all over the place. As a matter of fact, the little boy literally fell, and there was a gentleman who uh, who braced him who broke this fall and you know tried to you know get him back to where his mother was and the little girl was running all over the bank and I can recall so much because the little boy kept putting himself in the same position in which the guy then said no you need to go over there with your mother and only to hear that mother just look at this man and go off and say listen here I'm going to tell you again don't you say anything to my children leave them alone okay they've been to this bank before these people know who they are that's why they're acting the way they're acting I was blown away. The mother never looked at the fact that her kids were totally misbehaved, were all over the place, literally had falling on the man. The man broke his fall. It was all over the place, and she had the audacity to literally go after the man because he was saying to the young man, the young boy, go over there where your mother is. And so we have an intolerable society that doesn't want anyone to say anything. Uh, People feel like the moment you say something to them or say something to their children that you're judging them. And that seemed to be really the culture which we live in. Our young people oftentimes are walking on an eggshell because you can't say anything today because people think that you're judging them. And that's where we are today in society. You can't say anything about things that you disagree with because folks say that you're judging or you're a hate monger. Well, I don't agree with everything, and I have a right not to agree with everything. And because I don't agree with it doesn't make me a hate monger, doesn't mean that I'm judging. It simply means that I simply don't agree with that and we've lost our backbone in america we've lost that we don't stand and that's no that's not acceptable i don't agree with that and we don't say that with any conviction and as a result anything is gone and there is a word there's a scripture that talks about uh that in that day that the perilous time should come it said that men shall become lovers of themselves and uh, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of god and i love when it goes on a little further said in that day they will call wrong right and right and wrong. And we we live in that day and time, and unfortunately, that's been the case. The justification of violence, the justification of abuse, the justification of having semi-automatic weapons around us. You know, the, the I simply believe that military weapons belong in the military. 
They belong with the people <laughs> that are there. I mean, that's why they're calling military assault rifles a thing. They belong with the military, where men and women are trained to use them, where they are there to protect us as a people. They don't belong on the corner store. They don't belong in our streets. They don't belong in our schools. They don't belong in our churches. They don't belong there. And so as a nation, we've got to look back to our values. And when the values are eroded, so is the nation eroded. When the values of the home is eroded, so is our nation eroded. The Ashante Proverbs put it very very plainly, and it simply said this. It said the ruin of a nation begins in the home of its people, and that's what we see happening in our society. Listen, we're coming up. We're in the final stretch, about 14 minutes uh, on the show tonight on this extended version of a Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. Uh, uh, so uh, I just want to invite you in today. If you're listening tonight, we have just a few minutes. Area code 323-784-9638. Area code 323-784-9638. And I want to bring back in uh, definitely uh, Mr. Saul and Sierra, uh, uh, the owner of this uh, uh, solar of American Network uh, and uh, uh, Soul America Radio Network. And uh, uh, Tony, I want to bring you back in. I know that you have something you want to share as well. Thank you to our caller that just called in. Uh, we're right there with you. Go right ahead, Tony. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was a wonderful caller. She uh, really was a wealth of information, and and I got a lot out of it. And uh, while I was holding, someone sent me something. Um, a text message, and usually it, it confuses me because when I'm doing a show, people are constantly sending me stuff, but this time I had a chance to really research it, and I wanted to pass it along with your listener, to your listeners. Uh, I'm pretty sure you wouldn't mind. Um, what I did was I went and looked up this information. Um, I, I, I wanted to find uh, an, some type of support for people online. Uh, a lot of times uh, people can't break that monotony of getting out of the house or getting on the phone to call somebody because they're scared. And in some instances, they can get online. There's a site. Uh, I've, I've already communicated with them over this so they know that they're aware that we're going to give this information out. It's called fortrefuge.com, F-O-R-T-R-E-F-U-G-E, Fort Refuge, all one word, lowercase.com. I'm going to add it to the domestic violence page on the Soul of America Radio. It will be there. A little link will be there. And they are a wealth. They have a chat room. Uh, the privacy there is immaculate. They wouldn't, you know, I can't. you can't get information about who's there. They've got forums. They've got an online support group in every phase of domestic abuse that you can think of. Uh, wow. You can talk privately to Mark. You can get online and buddy with somebody that's going through the same thing or that has gone through the same thing with you. So I wanted to pass that on to somebody tonight because I know a lot of times, uh, you know, we give the number out and there are people that say, well, I can't get on the phone. He's going to wonder why I'm on the phone. And we say, you know, other ways to reach out. This is just another way that they can reach out online. And if nowhere else, Jay, or if nothing else, have an online support group, a buddy, a forum, a chat room, something they can go to, and that is fortrefuge.com, F-O-R-T, refuge.com. So just check it out. Uh, like I said, I, I've already kind of had some uh, correspondence with uh, the administrator there, so they're aware that we gave that information out. And I just wanted to pass that on to the listeners. 
Well, that's a wealth of information there, and I, and I we definitely want to add that on to the page, and because that's what this is all about, finding those ways to be able to help and to make a connection there, and uh, and that's great, Tony. You're always I, I said that earlier that you always manage to keep us up form updated and and, and definitely uh, keeping us with some of the latest uh, resources that are out there. And, you know, and having said that, uh, I know that I'm saying this just so openly on the air, but we're gonna find something to do special because of the fact I'm going to be in the great state of Alabama next week this time, and so we're going to be doing our show live from Birmingham, Alabama. And uh, somehow or another, it's got to, uh, got to make it special there, being back in Alabama, uh, being a native Alabama of Selma and everything, but having an the opportunity there to be in Birmingham as I'm the keynote for this particular conference there, the Victim Center Conference. But even more so, I'm excited for this reason here. You know, when we look at Birmingham, Birmingham is a very historical city. So much history uh, is there. A lot of the, na- a lot of the nation's uh, grieving and weeping uh, begin in Birmingham, and the healing also begin in Birmingham. When we think of the four little girls that was bombed there, uh, mm-hmm. there in the bombing, and so many other things that have happened okay. there, we we think of Birmingham. Birmingham is a it's a symbol, you know, uh, the nickname being the Magic City and all those things. So there's a lot of great things that happens in Birmingham, and so I'm looking forward to being there on next week uh, at this time, and uh, and I'm quite sure Tony will find a way to get together there as I broadcast live uh, next week from Birmingham, Alabama. We've had a tremendous show on tonight, and we're just so glad for so many. So uh, uh, definitely, uh, Tony, uh, I know that we'll find a way to make it happen next week. Uh, uh, it's got to be something special. I'm going to be there in Birmingham, Alabama, broadcasting live there on next Monday night. Hope and healing a journey to wholeness, and that's going to be a great thing. So uh, I, I don't know what your take on it, uh, whatever, but I, I definitely welcome your your opinion. You can, you can give it now, or you can give some suggestions. I really appreciate it. I wasn't sure were you still on the air there or not, Tony, but uh, I was just giving that oh, out. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I've been <laughs> muting myself all night, Jay. <laughs> I, I wanted to say that I, I, I wasn't going to let the cat out of the bag but okay. I've already spoken to the governor. He's going to make sure that we've got sunny skies while you're here. <laughs> That's a great thing. Well, I tell you what, I'm looking forward to a great time there in, in Birmingham. I've reached out to Representative Terry Sewell, her office there, uh, the U.S. Congresswoman there from Alabama. Of course, I've reached out to her office. I'm waiting on correspondence from that uh, particular office there. And, uh, you know, I kind of try to use a little influence. I mean, after all, she is my classmate, and uh, I don't want right. to forget that, and I want her to understand that. I still remember sitting by her in government and economics class there with Miss Mills, and uh it will always be known as the girl who always just had one more question to ask, and I and I, <laughs> and I and I talk about that many times as I speak to so many groups and speak across the country, uh, and even before Terry became, uh, you know, who she is uh, today, I often would use her as an example because I want every young man, every young lady to know that you know what the only only uh, the only dumb question is the question that you just refuse to uh, uh, you know to to ask and. If you ask that extra question, it could be the difference between, uh, you know, uh, between a win or a loss, and that's what is so important as it relates to that. But we're excited about it. We're excited uh, 
about being in Birmingham uh, there and looking as I arrive there on Saturday and stuff. Just looking forward to doing some things there. So uh, those of you that may be listening across there, uh, I will be there. I wish I can give you my venue for the weekend that is still being set for us where I'll be. I know I'll be at a couple of churches during that time there. But most of all, I'll be there to to make a difference, uh, to serve and do those things that we do in order to make a difference. So I'm always glad to be there tonight. We've had an exciting show tonight. It's been an absolutely uh, uh, tremendous show, filled with great information. It's been a show that I've had uh, uh, not only uh, great callers, but this show tonight has been filled with just uh, great people, great comments, and uh, a lot of content there. And I encourage you tonight that are listening Feel free to go back to the archives right there at uh, soloamericaradio.com and uh, go on the archives, listen to it over again. Uh, email it to someone if you would. It is there uh, for um, uh, is there for your enjoyment inside of that. And, and Tony, uh, one of the things I want to do because there, there there are new shows that are coming on the network here at soloamericaradio.com, and I know that you you know them off the top of your head a lot better than I I do. But I know I'm excited about it. I got a chance to listen on the show on Friday. Man, that was powerful as we talked about uh, the whole situation with North Korea, and uh, and uh, that was a powerful show. And I encourage uh, those that are listening now to go back and listen to that. So if you can just share with us some of the other shows that are coming on, uh, you know, that's coming on uh, board on the Solo America Radio Network. Oh, yeah, sure. We had um, one show that was scheduled uh, that had some issues. We're still trying to work out. It didn't air. But Tony Stalin's show, the show formerly known as Tony Stalin's Live this Friday, would do something. We're going to be talking about gun control and background checks. So it's it's pretty interesting. Um one of the gentlemen that was with me on the North Korean show that we did when we talked about North Korea, um, we talked about this background check and gun control information. And this is something I've always wanted to kind of get into. So that's going to be uh, the focus um, this coming Friday. And as far as some other things, I got some. Other, we got some other things that's on the table, and I just didn't want to kind of let it out the bag yet as far as programming. Um, kind of trying to make sure we get it nailed down first. Uh, but this, but this Friday at eight o'clock. Well, I'm sorry, nine o'clock p.m. Central Time. We'll be having that um, that um, that show with Tony Stallings. And if you want to listen to the show we did last week, the North Korean show, the show about North Korea, grab a pencil. I'm going to give you a number that you can dial and listen to the show its in entirety. That number, and if you miss it out, get you can listen to it on the replay. The number is 347, area code 347-633-9959. That's uh, 347-633-9959. That was a great show. Uh, Mr. Thicklin himself showed up and gave us uh, a great conversation. And uh, unfortunately, it was toward the end, and I didn't get the benefit of all of his brain matter. But... Uh, <laughs> But I appreciate you coming out and sharing. Well, absolutely. We we definitely enjoyed it. It was a great show. We enjoyed uh, the show, and it was one that uh, I think everyone, if they get a chance to go back and listen to it, to go back and listen to it. And uh, and that's just the way, way it's done uh, uh, on the Solo America Radio Network. It's a great it's a great network to listen, informative, uh, definitely where we do soar. 
<laughs> and uh, we continue to soar. And we're, we're grateful for, for you, Tony, and your obedience in being the visionary of uh, the network. And uh, we're, we're just very proud of that today. And thank you, Jay, for, for taking out the time and coming in and enlightening us every single Monday. We really appreciate it. Well, that's going to do it for us. That's a wrap. Join us next Monday, same time, same station, right? The same number. That's right. That's 9 p.m. Eastern time. That's 8 p.m. Central time. And and those of you out in California, that is 6 p.m. your time. And so join us next Monday at this very same time. And until that time, this is J.R. Thickland, and I am saying to you, thank you for listening to us. And until next time, remember, you can hope and you can heal. I'll catch you next week on Open Healing, a journey to wholeness. You have a great night. No strength to cry, no tears to cry. Even if I try, but still my soul refuses to It's my own.